What's up, Red? How are we doing? <laughs> What's good, bro? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. What's uh, how's school? It's dude, it's going good so far. You know, I'm finishing up my last uh, anyway, and I'm graduating and done and moving on. And, yeah, I got a couple things lined up for after too, which are pretty nice. So I'm excited for that. And yeah, man. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's show, I got a wild, wild person um, that I had the fortune fortune of meeting when I went out to California. Uh, Colton, how we doing, buddy? Hey, Red, how we doing, my guy? Doing good. How's uh? Where are you, are you in San Fran right now? Where are you at? No, so I I gotta move back home in uh, Napa Valley. Uh, so I'll be moving back to San Francisco, hopefully, or around that area. I don't know if I want to be like in San Francisco because it's a little wild there, but in that area, in probably like August, I think. Yeah, August. I uh, I thought you were in the city. Like I thought you were a city kid. Yeah, no, for I was in there for a little bit. I was actually in Berkeley for a little while. And then, uh, yeah, I was because Tyler even helped me move into my spot in Berkeley. So, um, but yeah, I was eventually going to move into the city and then COVID hit. And that didn't, you know, I school was not in class. So it was all online. So I had to move back to Napa and just hanging out here, racking up some cash and, you know, going back out there to the city because it's expensive out there, man. So. I just got to be oh. ready for that and got to get a job lined up, you know, too. Oh, I can imagine with all, like, the big tech companies and shit like that that are there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. What, uh, so what was it like growing up in Napa? Because, I mean, I've had the fortunate pleasure of visiting a couple times. And to me, it's it's nothing like anything I've experienced before. It's like, it's like a... I don't know, like, just one massive, like, vacation town that's very, like, upscale. So like that's my that's my perspective of it from an outsider. But obviously you growing up there and that being home, what's that like to you? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of hard to say, uh, like, because you do get that that feel when you do live here. You know, like growing up, you do go to those like fancy restaurants and everything like that. But my family is very like close knit, so we all kind of live close to each other. Like both my grandmas live close by. Uh, all my relatives are close by here. So it was like super close knit family. And plus we live kind of away from all the touristy attractions. So I didn't really get too much of that, but just like a taste growing up. And then um, I started working when I was like 15. So then I was really into those, you know, things working there, working at restaurants, hotels. And uh, it's pretty clutch because you get to make a lot of money. You get a lot of tips, which is really nice. And uh, it gives you, like, a good financial, like, stability at a young age. So I, I really enjoyed living here. Um, obviously, the wine's great. Um, yeah, not, I mean, I can't complain. I wouldn't want to really grow up anywhere else besides here. I, I can't really see myself growing up anywhere else besides here, you know? Yeah, and we were talking about it before we started recording. But, um, you know, it's – I feel like California's the type of place where if you grew up there and you're from there and – that's where you call home like it's kind of hard for you to want to live anywhere else yeah definitely i like i literally i don't know if i could leave california my parents talk about you know retirement outside of california because it's just you know property taxes everything is getting super super high um and they would like to retire no pun intended (laughs) no pun intended um but (laughs) but uh yeah i mean there's people are leaving left and right out of napa so um 
you know, maybe I, maybe I do move out. Maybe I don't. I, I just gotta, gotta see where I'm at in the next, you know, couple of years, uh, five years. Would like to work here for a while though. Where, uh, where would you move if you did move? Cause I, like I said, like Cali is for people that haven't been there. It's just like, it's a different world. Yeah. 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 For like, so for my line of work, I gotta be on either side of the coast. I, I would have to be like in New York city or in San Francisco, both, you know, Western and, Eastern trade centers or, you know, anywhere that's pretty techy right now. And Texas is kind of booming too. I, I would think about moving to Texas. It's, it seems lit there. It seems pretty dope. I have a couple of buddies living out there that they said it's getting awesome. So maybe Texas, Chicago, probably. I get, I can see you cowboy hat and boots. <laughs> Dude, I grew up on a farm, man. So yeah, I, I, I used to be that kid, cowboy hat and boots. Yeah, you don't got the cowboy vibe, but you definitely got like it, like the type of vibe of a person who'd be rocking cowboy boots, cowboy hat, yeah. like <laughs> and and loving and loving it and shit. But um, what uh, because I know like wine's big out in Napa. Like, is that um, do you feel? Because I definitely think that well, being from Buffalo, obviously on the complete opposite side of the country, I don't think that there's like an appreciation for wine the way it is out in Napa. So, have you been anywhere where it's kind of like you're expecting it to? to have nice wine and kind of have like a big wine feel. And then you go there and it's just not that. Yeah. So where did I recently, I recently went to, uh, man, where did I go to? I mean, Southern California has its spots. I was in Santa Barbara. When I lived in Santa Barbara, there was a, a couple wine spots out there and, uh, you know, tasting their wines. I was like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I'm, you know, I, I don't really tell the difference. I'm not like a major connoisseur or anything like that, but you can definitely taste like what's from Napa compared to what is from other parts of California, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you, like our Cabernets here just hit different. Hit different. They hit, they hit different, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you. See, like, I don't know. That's my thing. That's like why I was asking is because, like, I can't tell the difference between like a two hundred bottle or a fifteen dollar <laughs> bottle. Like, I don't know wine like that. So that's why I'm like, when you go other places, does it like a letdown since you're living in like the arguably the best spot in the country you can get wine? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I'm like, like I said, I'm not like a huge you know connoisseur. I one time I can't remember the name of the place. I was with my girlfriend, and we I took her out to a really nice dinner and everything. It's like a it's kind of by Pebble Beach uh, golf course. So we were out there and uh, they did have their own selection of wine. And I was like, and we we're out at dinner. I was like, we should get a nice bottle of wine. So I ordered a really nice bottle of wine, thinking that it was going to be amazing and spectacular. And I tasted it. I was like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, I, w- I shouldn't even paid for this shit. But um, yeah, you can definitely taste the difference. I think just a, an accumulation of years and years and years of tasting and sipping. I mean, I started drinking wine when I was you know, 10 years old, like just having sips of at family reunions and stuff like that. So I, I definitely have the taste for it. I'm not a major connoisseur like some people out here, but you can, you can de- definitely taste the difference, man. Definitely taste the difference. Now what, um, you're, you're, you're finishing up the last, uh, you're in your last year. Yeah. Still, last right? year, last semester. What, um, what are you majoring in? Like, what are you looking to get? Uh, So I'm a communications major and I minor in marketing and I would love to join a marketing division, work for sales or anything like that, that kind of line of work. Um, I do, I, I am, you know, going for my master's hopefully at UCSF. I haven't, I need to hear back from them. 
Uh, so I might just work and try to do my master's at the same time, just grind it out. But, um, yeah, man, any marketing division, any sales position, I'm, you know, I'm looking into that kind of line of work so far right now. How did you, how did you get like involved with that? Like, was there something specific that you knew you always wanted to go, uh, go for, or was it like you did an internship or like, how did you, cause I feel so like a lot of people when they go to pick their majors at first school, they have no fucking clue what they want to do. So they just like they just randomly pick something and they're like all right i'll just figure right, it out from right. there. yeah so uh when i first started school i was actually an anthropology major and I'd, I'd love that's like a dream of mine to do i i would love to go be like an archaeologist and go dig and do some fun things study humans and everything love to do that but then uh, i looked into the wages like wage gaps and wait and dude they don't make nearly enough money as what is what i would want in life so i was like oh, i could put a hold on uh-huh. that you know, if I really want to do it in the future, I'll, I'll do it in the future. Um, and then I just started kind of looking in the wages. I know how shitty that sounds, but money, money <laughs> no. is king. So I started looking into, you know, it what is. would be best uh, that can complement my communications major. Cause I switched to communications thinking like, Oh, it's, it's very broad. That can, that can be anything really. I can do whatever. And then I found marketing and I was talking to a counselor at San Francisco state and they're like, yeah, like, communication would go perfect and you could get your minor done in like two semesters one semester even if you grinded it out you'd be fine and i was like okay yeah let me try this out tried it out super awesome loved all my teachers every class was great and couldn't couldn't uh couldn't be happier what's uh what would be your dream job if dream you could job. pick if you could uh, yeah, like if you could create any job, it didn't matter what it was, like what would you be doing? Yeah, that's a good question. I have to sit on that one for a little bit. Uh, uh, probably like head of a head of the creative division for a marketing team, for sure. Okay, I was I was like I didn't want to just like assume that, but that's like based on like getting to know you and like your personality. That's exactly what I was thinking you were gonna th- yeah, say. Yeah, like advertising, you know, like thinking of the the commercial mm-hmm. itself, ads, stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to do that for sure. Now, uh, you said, you said money's king, which I completely agree with you. Do you, uh, not like getting into like financial advice that you think is right or wrong, but like, were you put on to like, uh, money and like how to be smart with your money and shit like that? Like at a young age, or is that something that you just naturally always try to find? So at a, yeah, at a young age, I, I, both sides of my family, both of my mom and my dad's side were business owners. Uh, what one side was like dairy farmers for a long time. They owned one of the largest dairy companies out here in Northern California, then they sold it all. And I was kind of bummed about that. I was like, why would you sell something that, you know, makes good money for the family? Uh-huh. And then on the other side, uh, we're tree nursery people. These are both businesses that are like really good and sustainable for the area and the environment that we're in, in the Napa area, you know, so it's very farmy. Um, mm-hmm. The other side's like tree nursery and they had a brewery. And I saw that kind of happen for a little while. They got rid of it. And I was like, what? what's going on? So since then, uh, yeah, I was always, I got kind of got put on the money and how things work, how to like run your own business, stuff like that. And that's just kind of kicked it off for me. And then when I was like 15, starting to make money, I started like investing, uh, doing a bunch of things just to, you know, make me financially stable for the rest of my life. You know, like I'll have a good retirement in the end. So that's, that's all I, you know, kind of look forward look look to seeing you know 
Yeah, and this is uh this is gonna sound pretty stupid, but like, would you would you would you say being in that environment, like around your parents and shit like that, that kind of is what opened your eyes to it, or were they like always pressing on you, being like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that, and then just by them constantly being on you, you kind of dove into it, or was it more of like you saw it and you're like, I see something here, I get it, I'm gonna go for it myself. Or like, yeah, so yeah, it was it was kind of a combination of both definitely my parents were on me with like school and everything so like my whole family's you know blue collar none of them none of them graduated i'm the first in my family to graduate from college so none of them really went to school oh shout yeah, out big, big shout out big we shout out that. there um so they're just really hard working people i started working at both businesses for that since i could walk pretty much like at eight so it was a big deal for me to go to college and graduate and everything and that work ethic kind of applied to my education too. It wasn't just like uh, hard labor work. It, I could take that and and evolve it and transfer it over to working hard in school, which really helped me. Um, but yeah, seeing both sides of the family with being business owners and everything kind of did push me. They didn't really necessarily like say, Hey, you need to get your money right. And, everything you know point the finger at me but that like it just kind of inspired me i was like wow if my my family can do that and they don't even have a degree then then i could do that eventually you know so that's that kind of inspired me yeah i fuck with that do you um i mean obviously you kind of just said it like from your family and business and stuff like that do you since you knew about you know not knew about finance but you were pretty much being put onto finance at such a young age do you find as though that they do teach a lot of that stuff in school but we just don't pay attention so we accuse them of not teaching it to us or do you find that they really don't teach it, much? It definitely it, it definitely depends on like the level of education i feel like at a very young age they don't like uh from middle to high school definitely not in high school i know i didn't really learn anything in high school i wasn't like the big mm -hmm. uh, i wasn't really big into being a student back then anyways um but from what i remember of course yeah I don't, I don't recall them ever saying like, Hey, you know, an economic class, like saying, Hey, we, we, we do this, we do that with our, our taxes, like explaining anything like that. They don't, I never really remembered anything like that uh, necessarily to help me. But however, in college, I, I do get taking my marketing classes, a lot of economic classes too. I did get a lot of help with that, but a lot of it I did learn mainly on my own. I did a lot of like self-research when it comes to my own finances and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm always curious. Cause like, uh, I know like I've had so many conversations with Megan, like just from getting involved in real estate and then obviously just like being around, um, friends whose parents are pretty like financially savvy and own businesses and stuff. And then just hearing like some of the conversations like that they said, like I had a buddy, uh, from the first school I went to, his dad was always sending him articles and always sending him like uh, emails on what he should be putting his money in and what money he did have, how to budget it up. And like, he always shared it with us, be not to be like, you guys should be doing this too. But he was always like, in a way being like, yo, my dad is out of his mind. Like, look how crazy it is. And he would share those emails and some of the stuff that he would like show us and stuff. It kind of like sparked, um, it kind of sparked my curiosity in it. And then once, you know, you obviously do some independent research, you start learning on your own. It kind of opens your eyes to the whole idea of like, they don't necessarily teach you a lot of this shit that's very valuable and important in school. So I'm always curious, like, you know, other people like you that are my, around my age, asking them like, 
hey, like, you know about this and, and stuff like that? Because I'm always, as to me, I'm yeah, like, curious Yeah, yeah, definitely. It. I mean, it does take, like you said, it takes that one person to kind of inspire you, that one maybe mentor or just not even a mentor, just maybe a stranger that's like you just see on the TV or on a, you know, something that's like, hey, and kind of just says what's up with finances and everything. So, yeah, it takes that one person to kind of make you dive into that that type of thing for sure. Yeah. And, you know, going off of that, because I know you're pretty, uh, you know, you're about your business, but at the same time, you're about your fun. So, like, the first time we met was Tahoe. (laughs) (laughs) And then the first time we met was Tahoe. And I remember Megan told, you know, when I was asking him who was all coming, he said that he named, like, everyone that was going to be in the house. And then he he stopped. He's like, "Ah, I got my boy Cole that I work with at Caneros. He's chill. You guys will like him. And you know, from the second we uh, we got to the house and we met, we like, hit it off. You, me, and Dito. Yeah, man. Ass. Miss that kid. Miss all you guys. Yeah, that was such a good time, dude. That was such yeah. It <laughs> was no, that your first no, 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 time no, no, in Tahoe. So yeah, dude. Yeah, growing up here, um, it's only three hours. I yeah, I would, I'm a big snowboarder. Love the snowboard. So every year I try to go at least once a season. Um, and then I usually go one time in the summer too, like how we did, uh, just lake days and stuff like that. Cause that lake is so beautiful, man. It's so big. Um, and it's a fun time out there. Plus they, they got some fun casinos. They got a little nightclub and stuff like that too. Did we go to the nightclub? Big time gambler. Uh, yeah. Cause do you remember? Uh, yeah, we did. We remember we went to that one bar that was outside. And then we were watching the Fourth of July yeah, yeah, yeah. We fireworks. Did. We did. I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was that. It was like that. Yeah, it was like that outdoor bar that they had the drafts. And then we went to the casino. We got ended up getting into the casino or the casino nightclub. I meant. And then it was kind of whack. Even after Vito talked those guys into letting us be yeah, at the table. Yeah, it, it... If, were you with us for that? Yeah. And then we ended up bouncing and just walking the strip and went back to the house and. Just started boozing and again yeah, there until like yeah, the night was and, over. Who a Geo was there? Tyler, no, me, you. Mm. Was it Geo? Nat, yeah, Geo and Nat were there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, friends. good times, man. Did I? Uh, you come back to? I don't remember. Did you go to the Giants? I, game I did not go to the Giants game. I don't. Think. I was gonna say, what? Um, but I mean. Living out in California, obviously, you've like you've probably been all over the place in within California. And there's one thing I wanted to ask you is like, what are music festivals like? Because I've never been to one, and I know you've been to Coachella. So is Coachella what it seems to appear on Instagram, or is oh. it actually like the real deal? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Coachella is wild, my friend. Yes, it is definitely. Uh, it's definitely the largest festival I have been to. I've been to. So a lot of festivals like Rolling Loud and Camp Flognaw. Um, but I, I would have to say that Coachella was by far the funnest, biggest, and craziest uh, festival I have been to for sure. What's uh what's Rolling Loud like before we get to Rolling Loud's kind of more laid like. back. It's like it I, a lot of kids from the Bay Area kind of they do it and I think they have Rolling Loud and like Miami too. Uh, they do it on like both sides of the 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 country. So, uh, it's like a big here. It was at the Oakland Coliseum uh, before the Raiders moved to Vegas. And I just remember being like outside of the OCO, and yeah, it's pretty wild. It's not as crazy as like Coachella or Camp Flogna. 
but that that was fun. That was a good time. It was a lot of Bay Area artists, like Too Short was out there, uh, people like that, you know. Uh-huh. Where did you – I'm trying to think. Who was the biggest artist uh, you saw? I think that year was Travis Scott, and it was the first time I also saw Juice World, which was – I'm a big Juice World guy, so that was really cool to see him for the first time. And then I was able to see Juice World again at Coachella, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially oh, I have since a he really passed. Good story. Have you seen uh, the documentary about the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles on Netflix? No, because it's I get freaked <laughs> out by that shit. So <laughs> unless I had, you know, unless I had to, no, I'm not watching it. Okay, but I have seen it. the trailer for it. <laughs> yes, and I know what you're talking about. So I got tickets to go to Camp Flogna. I had like maybe five buddies that are all going. They're like, "Yeah, we're staying at a Stay on Main, Stay on Main." I'm like, "Cool, what is this Stay on Main?" I look it up. I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that looks fine. It, pictures look good, right?" Um, I book my hotel room. Little did I know, we pull up and I look at this haunted ass hotel. I'm like, this is it? This is this is where I'm staying? I'm staying at the Cecil Hotel. I'm on the third floor. And I, from the moment I stepped into the door, I just felt the bad energy. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to sleep here for sure. I swear to God. <laughs> Are you being dude. serious? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not sleeping here. That's, that's for sure. And everybody's, like, scattered across the hotel. I'm happy that I'm on the third floor because if anything happened, I'm out. Like, I'm dipping. I'm running down the stairs. I'm out. Um, and there's just a bunch of, like, tweakers. And you can tell it was, like, a drug kind of area, people on the corner. And I was like, damn, this is kind of sketchy. Um. Go to Camp Fognaw, you know, barely were, was in the hotel. I'm on my way home, and my friend at the time was like, hey, did you know that the place we stayed at is very haunted? I was like, what are you talking about? And she showed me the video of the lady that, like, freaked out and died in the water tank. And I was like, oh, no way. And she's like, yeah, along with that, there's been, like, hundreds of deaths there. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy we're out of there. We're gone. I don't have to deal with that anymore. I'm never staying at that hotel ever again. But yeah, so I got the experience of staying at a haunted hotel and also kind of having one of the funnest moments of my life. The um, I had no idea. You honestly had no, no idea. idea until I left. Literally checked out. <laughs> and, and you could, oh, you could just it. feel the energy. I, in, I was like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> but was it like an eerie feeling like what like what exactly i mean i know like everyone's been in those moments where like you're you're like okay i don't know what's about to happen yeah like, yeah so like any, my parents are super they're not weird but they're they're weird my parents are weird and like they're weird um, <laughs> they're not they weird. love that like kind of haunted they love history and, and old western history so i've been to those kind of areas and places where you know like supposedly it's like a little haunted and stuff like that and i could feel ever since i was little i would feel that kind of stuff i'd be like oh i could tell because i feel that type of energy that like is here that bad energy and they felt the same thing as soon as like literally the first step into the door at the hotel i was like oh this is this is terrible this is this is really bad this is like a feeling that i don't like and i need to i was literally thinking about booking another hotel but i was like no my friends are here they're they're vibing so i'm not gonna like ruin the time but yeah didn't end up staying there for what is it two nights yeah i hated every minute dude i barely slept barely slept for 
That's crazy. You didn't hear any voices or nothing? No, mainly I mean, sirens, no dude. Idea, mainly so, sirens. Uh, but... Luckily, I got a room with my own, so it's also like a hostel. So there's the restrooms and showers that are for everybody, okay, yeah. but my room had its own private restroom and shower, so that was chill. Um, so I barely – I didn't even, like, leave my room or anything. Uh, sleep – I never sleep with the TV on, slept with the TV. Hated, like, silence in the room and shit. Uh but yeah, no, I didn't really experience anything necessarily like spooky or like ghost-like. It was just you know, that bad feeling. I was like, yeah, definitely 10 people died here. That's what I thought. And then little did I know that it was like hundreds of overdoses and murders and stuff like that. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Lucky we left there and we're safe. <laughs> the uh, Are you like that with people now? Like, are you like can you pick up on people's energy like i know that sounds kind of like bullshit like a bullshit question but when you're around people can you like feel if they yeah kind of i mean i always you know had that sense i feel like yeah definitely um i feel like just like anybody else can you know feel the that aura or the vibe of somebody too i mean but yeah i would say i definitely do and i and i'm happy i do because you know being out in san francisco berkeley or oakland you know like that's those are pretty they can be spooky not bad places but they can be that you know you never know in those areas so you just gotta kind of be on your toes and yeah i'm happy i am like that so it's 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 good to be like that in some cases of course yeah and you did when you were at the cecil hotel before we move on from that were you uh like did anything think seem off about like the no i or anything it was diff like I barely saw any of the workers. The front desk was like super nice and happy and never really uh, showed like any like they're definitely like on that the acting or that front that you have when you work at a hotel. It's always an act. And it was hard for that. Like and I never saw one of them yeah. outside of that. So I was like, damn, this, these, are, these are some pretty good employees if they can do that. Um, so I, I didn't really feel anything off about them. I barely saw any of them which is wild that's nuts to me yeah that's it's crazy and i mean you of all people would end up having that yeah story too, which is even funnier to me <laughs> definitely dude <laughs> but fuck what was uh coachella, what was, coachella was awesome like? dude uh so we yeah definitely so, uh, social media? so you can either camp there on this so yeah definitely never uh camping again there um not that I didn't have a bad time camping. That's, you know, not the case. I, I loved camping there. Uh, but definitely do a and b if you do go. I highly suggest that. Um, but it was wild, dude. It's crazy. So when we first got there, we arrived really early because it was first come, first serve for your camping spots, really. So uh, you get there super early. So me and my friend drove at, like, 7, got, at, got in line at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning down there and uh, eventually got let in and, like, during that time of waiting, like until I think they opened the gate at like five or six for people to start setting up camp inside, uh, it's just a party. People are raging, shotgun and beers, crazy girls are taking their tops off. It's nuts. It's crazy. And uh, so we get in, we set up our tent, and I mean, people already set up their tent, so people are helping us set up our tent, and it was such a good time. And uh, I got a really good story, actually. My friend, we won't say no names, but... Uh, yeah, no names, of, no names. We'll tell the story. 
won't drop names. So he, he bought a lot of, you know, paraphernalia and um, <laughs> <laughs> likes things. And, and rightfully so. It is a festival. Uh-huh. And so I always kind of knew that Kanye was going to play. Like, I always knew in my head, I was like, I, I read somewhere that Kanye is like the sneak, like the guest feature. Uh, pe- but they never really announced it. Coachella never put an announcement for that. But I had in the back of my head, I was like, Kanye West is here. And I'm a big Kanye West guy. I love him. I uh, love his, his musical work, of course. Uh, him as a person sometimes. And, but love his musical work. So yeah. very excited yeah. to see Kanye, right? So my buddy is, uh, we both got really messed up. And if you don't know, Coachella and the, the valley where it's at, it's like a desert. So the wind picks up and it's like freaking like 50 miles an hour. And I feel our tent, I, I'm like sleeping. It's like four o'clock in the morning and we're sleeping and we're messed up. Like I could barely sleep that kind of messed up. And uh, I hear like, <laughs> like the, the wind is rattling our tent, like our overhang. And then I hear it again. And then all of a sudden I just hear a boom. And I just felt this breeze of wind, like that kind of rolled me off my air mattress. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I look up, our tent blew out into the middle of the dirt road. We're just out under the stars now. I look over to my friend, and he doesn't even care. He's just leaning over, throwing up, just, uh, and he's, like, looking at me, like, shaking his head, like, oh, this is so bad. And so we had to, like, set up our tent and everything again at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I wake up, and I hear Kanye playing his piano and waking everybody up, and uh, I eventually got to see Kanye. My friend couldn't get there, but eventually got to see Kanye, which is cool. Were you, uh, was that like a, was that an artist that you've always wanted to see? Yeah, that was the final checklist. Like I've seen pretty much everybody that I want to see except for Frank Ocean and like Jay-Z. And then I, and then after that, I'm good. I've, I've pretty much seen everybody that I need to see and I'm good. Yeah. Were you, um, cause when I saw Travis Scott, I was on, I saw him in Buffalo and he was at the Sabres arena where for that's Sabres, the Buffalo's NHL team, but I was front row and I was right there in like that, the mosh pit. And I hated every minute of it. Cause it's like you said, it's nonstop pushing and shoving. Were you that close or were you pretty far out? I was pretty close. So I woke up and I was like, piano, somebody playing piano like that. And then I heard he was playing, uh, what song was he? He was playing like, uh. He woke up. He woke us up to like run away, and I was like, "Oh man, that's that sounds like Kanye playing acapella right now." And then I heard a choir kind of coming in, and he built his own stage pretty much like out of dirt and mound, in a specific way that the sound echoes throughout. And it wasn't in the festival itself. He built it like outside, and uh, people were walking into the festival thinking like, "Oh, we're gonna go see Kanye inside." And I was like, "No, it's I hear the noise. It's not coming from there." So I started like walking. And just following the noise, and I was literally probably the first handful of people that got there, and so I was really close. Yeah, I was like right up there. I, when all the celebrities came out, like Chance the Rapper and like uh, all the Kardashians and Jenners were there, I saw them like walk over the hill. Like I was literally probably like thirty feet away from them, and they're all watching from like a very private area. And uh, yeah, that was like one of the more beautiful moments because it was his choir performance so it was like super like intimate you know was it like his sunday sunday um his service his, like, yeah, sunday, was... yeah sunday services 
yeah, it was the Sunday service, which is like it was almost like church, dude. It was like going to church, but it was like at the same time <laughs> it was like super vibey and like he'd pick up the tempo and he'd play like, you know, some of his harder songs and it was it was awesome. So yeah, I wouldn't trade that. That was one of my probably like top five best experience in my lifetime right there. Um, I I agree with you on like him as a person is kind of eh. But what do you think of him from the spec? Like, because I think he's a genius from the aspect of like anything he touches, he fucking catches wildfire. Do you think that that kind of uh, just getting on it real quick? Like, you think that that contributes to his uh, mental health issues? Is that he doesn't know necessarily how to shut off his brain? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, he does have like his problems, and he grew up. He's he's a very different individual. He's definitely. I know he always says he's a genius and everything, which he is very, 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 very smart. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as like a genius. Genius in a musical sense, yes, definitely. Genius. Yeah, in- that's all I'm saying is music. I'm not saying yeah, it's like a life. Yes, but I heard he's like he's he's a billionaire now. So I mean, yeah, he he knows what to do. I mean, starting the Yeezy line and everything. I mean, and then with Gap on top of that, now he he's like a part owner of Gap and. Yeah, from a business standpoint, he's a mongol, dude. He's he's a, he's a savage for sure. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, this year COVID happened. Yeah. What? Uh, how did that fuck up school for you? How could you forget COVID? Um, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it, it it it. So what was it like? Two semesters ago, three semesters? No, two two semesters ago. So like a year ago. Um, I'm in class. And I had this really hot teacher too. And, <laughs> and I was like really happy to have this class. I had her back to back. I had her for two different classes uh, uh-huh. and loved her class. Cause it was like art performance stuff that I needed for like electives. And so I was like really happy to take that kind of class. It was fun. Did a lot of performances and whatnot. Super cool. Teacher was awesome. Very hot. Uh, then we got like the call, like the email that says like, Hey, don't come to school, blah, blah, blah. Like they announced it for like a week prior to sending this email on campus. And then we had to do all online learning and just that switch up didn't necessarily affect me. I had, a, I still finished strong and came out strong in a good year. Um, but yeah, I know for a lot of other kids, like a lot of my friends there at San Francisco state were, they didn't like it. They don't like that online learning. And a lot of students don't, I mean, it's not the best way to learn for sure. Like online, you pretty much teach yourself from that point, you know? So it's pretty, it's pretty difficult and it's hard to ride with if you've never, excuse me, taken an online class before. So I, I understand the, the hardship of it. I just was able to adapt to it quick. Cause I, I took an online classes before where I kind of knew what was coming. You weren't a fan of it, were you? Nah, not a big fan. Um, I wish I can be on campus because San Francisco State's super beautiful. Like you're on the cliffside on the water, um, golf courses right there, awesome athletic center. So I loved being on campus, and it sucks because you know I have a, I had a lot of friends there too. So it was it was fun to just you know hang out with them, and then out of this like a snap of a finger, like no more seeing friends, pure isolation, online learning, and the world changed so dramatically that. You know, a lot of people got depressed. I wasn't necessarily, like, depressed or anything, but I did feel that, you know, like, uh, that, that negativity coming in. I was like, man, I, I need to do something. I need to. So I just started getting active at home in my apartment in Berkeley and just started running. And uh, 
because I lived alone at the time. I was I was doing my own apartment, which was nice. Love that. And then I I ended up just moving back home and uh, hanging out with the parents and everything because they're you know not they're all working from home too. So they're like, hey, why don't you just come hang out with us for you know the last semester of you at college and we'll throw you a nice graduation back in your hometown and stuff. So yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. And yeah, it was, it was hard, dude. At first it was, it was difficult for sure. Yeah. That's, that's dope. You at least, I mean, at least you're graduating, you know? Yeah. 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 So that, that kind of pushed me to want to graduate sooner. So I just stacked up on classes. I was like, Hey, I can do this online learning thing pretty good. So I just started stacking and stacking and stacking classes. The next thing you know, I'm freaking uh, graduating too. So it's just, it's good times for me right now, man. Good times for sure. Is um is is Cal Berkeley a crazy school? Because I know Megan was always telling me about like the football games and like what it's like the tailgates and shit like that are up there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like nuts or crazy. It's definitely you know it's historical for sure. I'll, I'll just... yeah, of course, um, yeah, but. It's not as like, like ASU or U of A crazy. No, 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 no. But like, <laughs> have you been to one of those schools? No, 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 no. But I have friends that go there, and I've seen like videos and stuff. Not like that. Um, but it, it can get wild. I've been to parties at Berkeley for some of the kids there, and they're 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 cool. I've been to their football games. That was awesome because I worked at a hotel right down the street, so I would always house all the athletes there and check them in and say like, "Hey, what's up? Got a game." So sometimes I got free tickets to, from working just at a hotel down there. And uh, I would pull up to the games. I saw Berkeley versus USC. That was wild. Uh, that was because that's like the rival, you know, USC is like, yeah, is one of they're like the big in that section. So I was like, dang, this is cool. And yeah, man, that was probably one of the craziest uh, games, I've college games I've been to for sure. That's dope. How do you feel about um, your, your Raiders going to Vegas? Oh, bro. Uh, you switching over to the Niners or like what's oh, the deal yeah, there? Dude, I'm Raiders for life. There's I could never <laughs> ever I'd rather die before I put on a 49er hat, bro. Not not <laughs> knocking the 49ers. I'm a big like I respect my area in which I'm in. You know, I respect San Francisco with Giants, 49ers, all that. But uh Raiders going to Vegas, dude. I mean, just when COVID's done, that means I get to take a lot of Vegas trips, I guess. So that's what I'm happy about. <laughs> And and some Miami trips too. Yeah, you gotta, well, you gotta come down for when we do the Dolphins game. Oh yeah, dude, and dude, yeah. I'm a. Ever since I met you guys, I've been like slowly developing into like a, a Bills fan. Like when my Raiders are doing super bad, I I turn I just flip the switch. And now I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm I'm part of Bills Mafia now. So that's what I this. Oh, let's go! I'm putting that. I'm putting that in your uh, episode description. I'm just gonna say converted fan. No, do not, do not put that. Converted <laughs> fan, my fan uh, gonna knock the shit out of me, bro. But I, they are my no, second AFC team for sure. Like if, if uh, you know, when I'm not rooting for the Raiders, I'm rooting for the Bills. Um, but yeah, the Raiders transferring over. I mean, we got Gruden back, and you know that's a little iffy, but. I'm happy with where we're at, dude. You see, we got Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. We got one of the best share packages in the NFL right now. Yeah, damn near better than the. I actually, um, what is that? I heard this. I heard this like back like when Bama won the title. I mean, I'm just gonna say this real quick, but uh, this isn't a, a segue. But Ja, not Najee Harris. Apparently, he's from the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, and he was, I think they said like the number two overall recruit in the country. And when he got to Bama. 
as a freshman. He was sitting behind like Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs, which is fucking crazy because you see like we're both of those guys yeah. right now, but still. No, that's wild. Yeah, man. I mean, Josh Jacobs is an animal, bro. That's definitely like the heart, 100%. He's the heart and soul of the Raiders offense at this point because Derek Carr, I don't even know why we like Derek Carr all that much, but I'm not a big Derek Carr fan. I know there's Raiders fans that might knock me for that out there that, you know, are big Derek Carr fans. I feel like he's a good second string quarterback. Definitely not a primary. I think we should move him out. But other than that, we're good, dude. We're stacking up our defense and our offensive line is getting better. So that's good. You guys need a team that's full of players like Josh Jacobs that are just like smash mouth players because that's like the I feel as though that's the Raiders brand. That is, dude. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at like just me, yeah, uh, yeah, you look back at you know like the '72, like the '70s Raiders, like you, you got the assassin, those DBs, and our DBs are like that, like Abrams, dude. He's just like he goes in helmet first. I mean, he puts his shoulder down with like the new rule, but he you see the speed in which he hits people is wild and. We just got back Carl Joseph, too, another hard hitter. And then we also have that Ohio State uh, corner that hits hard, too, that little guy, uh, Red Tips. He kind of looks like Trippy Red, too. Like, he's he's a savage. I like him. Uh, I forget his name, though. I feel bad that I don't remember his name, but I really like him. Uh, yeah, we're, we're on that Smash Mouth Raider hype back from, like, the 70s, which I like because I grew up off of, like, old-school Raiders stuff. So, Uh-huh. Well, speaking of lookalikes, you, I mean, <laughs> I told you this before, you look identical to George Kittle. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. You always, like, are in a group message. You're always sending George Kittle. As soon Yo. as they come into the conversation, you just send a George Kittle gif or something. I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I see, like, when I see his, when I see post pictures he posts on his Instagram and shit, I literally, like I said, it looks like your older brother and i'm just like yeah if colton was jacked and played in the league that's yeah that's if it. i was like <laughs> freaking seven like 285 pounds for sure yeah just being a fucking <laughs> freak um i know you have like a, a pretty unique like and different outlook on um certain things and and stuff like that so like a couple of things i wanted to ask you do you think um social media is more harmful or good for like our generation uh, I, th- I think it's you know like if you take away if you let me say this I'll make it a little bit okay. easier but when you take out the business aspect of it when you take out the w- things you post and do post for dollars in terms of like you know generating right. a business yeah. or marketing when you're just simply using it for connection for do you think social it's can- more good or more harmful I I think yeah. it has its I think it's you know it's like yin and yang you know I I feel like and it depends on everybody because everybody's different it definitely depends on the individual and how much of use you do use because I know kids that can be on that all day and it doesn't affect them or their social life or anything but I think it's good I think it's it's good for kids that are in kind of like our age group you know like just getting out of college or still maybe still in college. And a lot of your friends kind of separate. And then you get to kind of see what they're doing, you know, because everybody splits up. Like your hometown buddies, everybody splits up. Everybody is in different spots. So it's cool to nest- It's cool to see where everybody's at and get to see like, oh, like, Tyler Megan's up to this in, in Napa. Like if I was you, you know what I mean? Like you get to see him in Napa. So yeah. it's good in that sort of sense. Um, but I also feel like it, it can be bad on the individual too, for sure. I mean uh, – kind of 
cyberbullying, you know, is on there, stuff like that. Things you don't nearly necessarily like you don't really need to see and stuff that doesn't really necessarily need to be there is there. And uh, you can definitely get caught up. And plus, it's super addicting, like for people. So you can hi- get highly addicted to it. it can, I feel like it has its goods, it has its bads. It just depends on the individual and how they use it for sure. Well, did you watch Social Dilemma on Netflix? Uh, I think I watched part. I think, yeah, I think I watched part of it. It like opens up with like the family and the mom like puts restriction. Like she puts like all the phones away like during yeah, it has like yeah. cut scenes like that where it's like about the family and stuff, but then it'll go into the CEOs it, talking about shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy how um addictive they they like show it to be without people actually knowing like how crazy it actually oh, is. Dude. So I know that's like so like I know me and Megan go back and forth on it like just like talking about how crazy it is and it's like how it's like it's not reality but in a way like people can like get themselves to actually think that like what they see is like yeah yeah yeah. that's also a big like you see the Kardashians and shit and they're like their photos are super edited and like girls look at that like (laughs) I want to beat some girls not all girls I know there's girls no of course not all ladies if you're listening to this you don't need to be like that you just be yourself because we men love you for you um but they definitely yeah true True. uh facts um but yeah dude like that kind of stuff like seeing or let's say i'm trying to get big like you know i'm trying to start working out again getting on my athletic game and i see dudes that are just jacked and ripped i'm like dude i'm not taking roids to get that big like in my head but also i like i kind of want to be like that i kind of want to get ripped like that but then again i like bring myself back down to reality like hey man like you're a wrestler that's you that's not your type of like look bro like you're you're just like a cut lean kind of guy and that's how i need to be as long as i'm skinny and i don't get fat in my older years i'm good but i do see that like i do feel that same kind of like that sense when girls see like a kardashian on there you know what i mean like that that shit sucks yeah no absolutely and um, I know we're like getting close because we're kind of short on time. Because I mean, you're a busy, busy man doing yeah, wild yeah. things. Um, just a couple more, a couple more cues for you. Um, the one I wanted to ask because I know when I was talking to Megan and you know getting engaged to see if this was something you'd want to do, he told me to definitely have you on because you have some like wild responses to you. He could he could foresee you having a wild response to the, what I'm about to ask. If you could meet your younger self and at the oldest you are is 18, but you could be younger, well, based on all the experiences you've had in life, the ups and downs, just, you know, anything that's, you know, kind of like changed or altered your perspective or widened your eyes on things, what would you tell your younger self if you could meet him today just about life and then like something to carry with them moving forward in life? Uh, I would definitely, and like how young am I talking? Like he's about to go to high school. Hey, as young as you want to be, he could he he could be going into fifth grade. He could be going into college. Like, I would. I, the oldest you are. Is I would never want to change what I did. Um, you know what I mean? Like I would never go to my younger self and be like, "Hey, don't do this. Do this instead." And want to change my experiences because my experiences made me who I am today, and I'm very happy with myself and who I am today. But I would say this big one thing is. Start being in the moment, and I know that's very basic, being in the moment and truly appreciating what you're going through 
during these young times because it's not going to last. Like, your friends are all going to move away. You're all going to – everybody's going to go their separate ways. I mean, you're going to stay close to them, and I still got my close buddies, right? But you, you know what I mean? Like, just cherish these young moments that you got and start making those wise decisions and really start thinking deeply about the future. And uh, also – but also staying in that present moment as well. I fuck with that. I fuck with yeah. it. Now the um, what? Uh, and one more thing I would ask you is if you were writing a school curriculum, it could be anything, like about whatever. It's just like the school of life based off uh, you. What is? Yeah, what are the top three things you're? I'm teaching. teaching. Shit, that's a good question. Was that on the email you sent me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't but i just it just popped up yeah. in my head so i'm just like you know right, i gotta see right, you right, right. um so in the school of life of colton solis i think uh damn well definitely like we said earlier financials and in self finances and everything like credit lines i think that's a big one uh kids don't know like credit cards at all and that's you know it's a big deal to have a credit line have a good credit score nowadays because you're not going to get an apartment you're not going to get a car that you want you're not going to get a house that you want so you better have good credit uh obviously taxes finances that's the big one uh so that's probably one part of the curriculum Uh, another would definitely be like uh man that's such a good i would say history like a good history like program because history i love history I feel like we definitely learn from history and the more people know history, I feel like the more intellectual and like more evolved of a, of a human you can be. Um, so if you're lacking on your history, definitely get up on your history. Uh, and the third would probably just be like a fun, like just letting kids have fun doing whatever they wanted to do. Like just literally giving them maybe like two, like an hour or two to just, Hey, you want to draw, you want to throw a football, you want to, do this you want to go play the guitar whatever you guys want to do go do that for like an hour or two every day and uh the fun factor definitely having that for the kids is big not letting them get bored off of shit all the time absolutely and now uh what uh what what do you what do you got going these next uh few years what's in what's in oh, store the for next you few years man uh definitely so grad school coming up um well, well, let's start with I'm graduating, getting my BA uh, in communications and my minor in marketing, which is huge. That's the first in the fam bam. So that's that's a big deal for me. Uh, second yes, is that master program. Uh, I'm taking a nice I'm taking my girl on a nice trip to Mexico, which is going to be fun. Uh, I'm getting vaccinated. My last vaccination uh, shot. So getting a pretty hype on that. Things are finally going back to normal and and yeah, moving out to the city somewhere around there and just, you know, getting into that work life and that workflow again and, and start making some money looking, looking to get a house pretty soon. So yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Oh uh, yeah. Big, I big moves. I need to talk to you, <laughs> Mr. Realtor. Yeah. Which, um, I'll give you, once we finish up here, I'll give you a quick call. Cause I know like then, you know, we both have like 10, 15 minutes real quick, but um yeah no anything that like i said i don't have my license out in california but it's pretty much like the whole process of it is pretty like it's pretty similar so yeah any questions you have i yeah, can definitely, definitely help it's you always with something i kind of wanted to do too just to get into and just you know see like have fun because it's you know it's it seems like i don't know it seems like i could do it so it seems like a good thing to know and definitely, oh. i definitely i 
you could without a doubt. Um, the only thing that I tell, I always tell people not to do it just because he, I don't, I'm trying to, how do I want to say this? You have to cold call people every single day. Like you, you really have to talk to people every single day. You have to be on top of, you know, reaching out and networking and stuff like that. And if that's not something that really interests you, cause that's not the fun side of the business. Cause obviously the fun side of the business is, you know, going golfing or going traveling or the closing and the house tours. Like those are all like the appeal factors to it, but the actual gritty, like behind the work stuff, it gets kind of monotonous from time to time. But I definitely think you could be the type of person that could do it. I mean, you're super outgoing. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, yeah, it's not, and you're about money. Yeah, too, yeah, so. yeah. Definitely signing that first freaking. What do you get? Like ten percent when you sell a house or something like that? You get a. No, no. I wish. No, we get we get three percent. So we're on a. So it's typically anywhere from six to seven percent um, on a listing, and it's either split three and three or three and a half and three, depending. Or not three and a half, three. Uh, four and three. It depends. But when I was in Boston, it was two to two and a half, but. I mean, still, like, let's say, like, give or take on a $300,000 house, or, I mean, because that's Buffalo, but, well, here, put it this way, because I'll use a million since you're out in California. On average, it is, and it might be lower than this, but it's usually for every million you close, that's 30000 30, For every, I would say, if you sell a million-dollar property before taxes splits or anything like that, that's about a $30,000 commission check, so... Those guys that's those guys and female and women that sell some of the luxury properties out in California and New York City and stuff like that. That just gives you an idea of how much money they actually make. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Chunk of change, man. <laughs> I know, but I big mean, you have marketing. You have marketing and everything like that comes out of pocket. So I mean, you are spending money on listing the home, but it, just to give you an idea of what a check would look like. That's pretty much it. And then you do, obviously, the taxes on your own and stuff like that. Right, right. Damn, man. Yeah, definitely need to talk about that uh, some more in the future. And, so, uh, yeah. But uh, before we go here, do you got any uh, you got any questions for me? If not, we're Gucci. Uh, yeah, when can I get back on this podcast, dude? It was fun talking to you. <laughs> any, yeah, anytime you want. Just, we need a round uh, we need a round two. Maybe get a duo podcast, me and Tyler at the same time. I don't know. We, um, I got to get – this is just on the Anchor app, like an easy free app that you can use to start. But, I mean, I'm going to have to get equipment and stuff because sometimes the audio gets a little janky and whatnot. So you got to have it crystal clear, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, next time I have – And a, then – Oh, go ahead. What's up? Oh, I, I was just saying I have like a really good like microphone and everything set up here. So, I mean, I could probably do it through my microphone on my other desktop computer. So, I mean, yeah, next time I'm definitely going to use that microphone if the audio is a little iffy on my end. Yeah, that's what I got to I gotta invest in some of that stuff. But outside of that, dude, next time I see you, we definitely got to um, go golfing because I just started last summer. I'm not the greatest, but, I mean, it is fun as fuck to play. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Come on down next time I see you, or maybe I'll I'll bring my clubs when I come to the East Coast, and uh, yeah, we'll play around. Yeah, we got to get you, and we got to get you to experience a Bills game, whether it's in Miami, it's in Buffalo. You definitely got to experience one. Yeah, dude, I'm down. I'm down to do the front flip onto the friggin' table. <laughs> Make it on the bar stool. Yeah, hey, you never know, man. Might break my back. You never right. know.
That's right. You never know. So, <laughs> but all right, my guy, I'll let you go. I appreciate you doing this. I know you've got a super busy schedule, but uh, it was good catching up with you. So awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, if you're not put on the all things red, dude, you're, you're only screwing yourself. Get on this podcast. It's super fun. All right. <laughs> I look forward, my guy. Uh, I'll see you. Take care, brother.